This episode of the commercial break. All of a sudden, you've got a ton of money, and you're making all of these. Yeah, and your friends know. Yeah, it's got to get back to your parents. And your boner never goes down, not even at Thanksgiving yeah. dinner, because you're all <laughs> exactly. pumped up, full of dick drugs. <laughs> Hey, John, I don't want to be uh, rude, and I know it's been a long time since we talked about your penis, but as your mother, I have to ask, why are you so hard all the time? <laughs> it's my job, Mom. I pound pussy for a living. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. The 30th of the morning! Oh, yeah, cats and kittens, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and co-host, Kristen Joy Holdley. Best to you, Kristen. And best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. <laughs> I just read an interesting article, and I wonder if you agree with it. And it's the, the like the subtext or like the... I'll give you the short sw- short and sweet version, the ad-lib version, which is, and don't believe anything I say, because I never remember anything correctly, <laughs> but the kind of topic was, researchers have, researchers have found that people who have more lovers before they get married are less inclined to have happy marriages than those who don't. Huh. And the thought process being is that when you have sex with a lot of people, you kind of figure out that you know what you're missing when you get into marriage. Essentially, you're like, oh, wow, I could be out there having all this wild and crazy and adventurous sex. I do, too. I feel, I feel like I played the field. I know what's out there, and I've chose correctly. <laughs> I feel like of both the women that I've slept with, I chose the correct one. That's what I feel like. Yeah, yeah I don't feel the same way. I feel like I'm in a pretty happy marriage loveless and sexless but it's pretty happy we're generally okay with each other <laughs> i'm kidding of course <laughs> well you have three small children too so. oh my god the children just forget about it <laughs> you know and this too shall pass right yes, it's just an incredibly course. crazy time because anytime you bring in a new child into the house it's just going to take a long period of adjustment you know three months to 30 years i would say somewhere in that neighborhood you're just it's going to take a while to get adjusted to the new child but i do get the premise and I understand why people might respond in that way, that they have had a lot of experience, and so they're missing the wild and crazy times, probably when they were out on on the streets having one-night stands. I personally miss none of that. Correct. Me yeah. too. <laughs> While I might occasionally think back on a wild night or two and yeah. go, wow, I can't yeah. even believe I was involved in that, let right. alone. Yeah. But I just consider myself lucky to have been, been in the right place in the right time. To me, been there, done that. Yeah. And it was time to experience something else, a deeper love, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it was that yeah. Steve Winwood? I think so. He was in the Grateful Fucking Dead. Did you know that? Yeah. Steve Winwood was in Grateful Dead after Pigpen for like, what, 10 years or something like that? Long time. Not the exacts, but... Um, but and Steve Winwood made one of our favorite songs, one of our commercial break themes, which is "Everybody's Working for the Weekend." He did that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he did the other one that goes along with the Friday whistle or whatever okay. they call it. You know, Are you sure that's not Joe Cocker? No, that's definitely not Joe Cocker. Okay. It's Steve Winwood. All right. Um, 
so I don't. I also don't agree with the results of this. Now, everyone, of course, is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, everyone's different too. I mean, I think it depends on how wild you were, and then if you're missing things, why did you settle then? Yeah, like uh, you know, keep playing it. Astrid's not going to let me sniff cocaine off her clitoris, but <laughs> was that really great sex anyway? No, it was just a novelty. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, there are things that I have done in my life uh, sexually that I think of as adventurous. But then we wa- Then I started doing the commercial break, well, and I realized that I'm no. as tame as anybody. What I thought was adventurous is like a Tuesday afternoon oh, to my, some of these kids oh, today. Oh, my God. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy what the how the sexual preference is. And I think this is a good thing. Everyone feels comfortable, or a lot of people feel comfortable in their sexual choices oh, and their sexual preferences. Thing. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that having multiple lovers makes you less inclined to have a happy monogamous relationship. I think it probably makes you more secure in that relationship. I, I would think so too. Yeah, you have a lot of experience under your belt. You know what pitfalls to avoid. You know, you know which hills like. to die on. You mm-hmm. know what you do like. You know what you don't mm-hmm. like. When you get into a monogamous relationship, or maybe any kind of relationship, maybe it doesn't have to be monogamous, but when you get into a relationship and you trust that person and you feel a lot of love for them, then you trust that you can share with them of your course. deepest and most intimate secrets. Like, you know, peg me, Astrid, yes. please peg me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Or, or that uh, you're a foot model. Yeah. Or now I'm a financial uh, dominatrix, <laughs> dominatrix and I want yeah. you to pay the manage the account, the power bill. <laughs> <laughs> but many people responded that they felt like their experiences led them to missing something in their relationship. But here's the truth. I can take a snapshot of all of my experiences, and I can say that I did some things sexually that I would consider adventurous. But it's like anything that where time goes on. The picture gets more rosy. You make stuff up in your head. Oh, it yeah. feels more exciting than it actually oh, yeah. was. The truth is I was scared shitless every time I did something <laughs> besides the missionary position with anybody for a long time, right? I was like, oh my God, am I doing this right? What are we doing? I kind of had to fumble through it. And I don't think that I was, I don't think I'm missing out on anything. I think I know exactly what I want. And my belief is when people think back on their sexual adventures, they may make them more grandiose than it actually was. They're missing something. They can't have their cake and eat it too. So they're missing something that they may not necessarily miss. Yeah. Well, otherwise. Exactly. And I, I actually find it more exciting to be now on this new track because, you know, you you got to keep it spicy somehow. So you're trying new things that you were like not trying. Back you know then. how I keep it spicy? Blue. That's how I keep it spicy. I said, let's bring blue in and we'll let her bark the entire time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel really secure in my relationship with Astrid. I feel like if there was something that I wanted to do, like have a 12 some, then she would totally be down with it (laughs) for no, that's not true actually. Um, But I feel like I could say to her that this was something that I wanted to enjoy. Yes. And she would at least hear me out. Right. She might say no, but she'll at least talk it through. Yes. When I'm with somebody that I'm with for a night or two weeks or three yeah, weeks. You don't get that no. level of communication and trust. No. And the worst sexual experiences to me are the ones that are adventurous, what I would consider adventurous, meaning outside your normal sexual act, your normal personal sexual activity preferences. And they just like, you get surprised by someone else's. 
you know, personal sexual preferences. Like the time I walked in and somebody was like, whack off in front of me real quick. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just came home from work. <laughs> I mean, it was a surprise. No one talked about it. There was no yeah. you know, mutual conversation about it. It was just, <laughs> let's mutually masturbate in front of each other the second I walk in the door, which I ended up, you know, having fun with in the end. But it was a, a big surprise, and it was a moment in time. And do I want to walk in the door now every time and hear Astrid go, <laughs> let's masturbate right now? Because no, because I can't hear her because Blue's barking no, too loud. Exactly. <laughs> and the kids might wake up. Yeah. So I do get that you long for what you don't have or you can't have. You want to have your cake and eat it too, essentially. Mm. But I think that's a pretty immature way of looking at so a relationship. Too. And I think you didn't pick the right person to settle down with. Yeah, that's then. true. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> yeah. 50% of people are not happy in their marriages anyway. They're not long for the two. What is it? There's like a 60% divorce rate in this country. I mean, I saw that that lady, Ethel, not Ethel Merman. I want to keep on calling her <laughs> Ethel Merman. <laughs> Ethel Merman. Isn't she like the, what was yeah. she I'm on? I'm Ethel Merman. <laughs> I don't even know what she was on. What was she on? All in the Family or something? Who I knows? don't know. It's just I can conjure up an image of what she looks like. Yeah, though. Esther. I feel like there's curlers yeah. involved. There, there are definitely curlers involved. <laughs> My grandma put curlers in that hair. She was 106 putting curlers in those damn oh, hair. Yeah. yeah, she had burn marks all over her head in the end because she <laughs> would put the curler in and leave it there. Um, but Esther, and I can't remember her name. She got a very famous podcast where she talks through um, two people. She has therapy. She's a therapist. Uh, clinical psychologist. So okay. what she'll do is she'll have a therapy session and she'll get someone to agree to tape those therapy sessions while they work through something and then she made it into a podcast. Mm. And it is absolutely fascinating. But one of the things that she said on a podcast that I thought was very interesting is that our parents and our parents' parents will probably only know one legal spouse or or technically spouse in their entire life they would have known just one spouse our right? parents our parents are our parents parents mm. right <laughs> in other words go back far enough and people don't get divorced they just stay married or they stay married to one person and once you get a divorce you're toxic or they get divorced and remarried or they get divorced other. and mar- remarried three times <laughs> like oh these parents um but she said in the future now and in the future you will have multiple jobs and you'll have multiple spouses. It'll be more common oh, for yeah. you to have two or three spouses than it will uh, for you to have one spouse, mm-hmm. right? And Well, I would say less and less people are getting actually married. Yeah, people see it as a negative. And, you know, besides all the financial responsibility, legal obligations, and filing your taxes together, and probably still getting a divorce, I don't see any downside <laughs> to getting married. I, After all the shit that I went through to change my last name, like, I know. I, I'm never. Why would you ever I'm never go doing back? It again. That's right. <laughs> There's still stuff that pops up to this day, Jeff. And I've been married for five years. I, I can't believe the it. Astrid has the same thing. She has the same I'm thing. After, like, cha- after going uh, through all the drama to change her name, still on half our stuff, it has her old name and, yes. and it can't get changed. No. Like, no one seems to be able to answer the no. question. You ha- and then you have to really go through a lot of stuff, sending like your marriage certificate, your driver's license, all the stuff. Yeah, the original like, I just copies. Change my Walgreens yeah. account. Why do I change yeah, my last right. name? Damn it. <laughs> we had like a Marriott rewards it's Walgreens. point. Yeah, we had a Marriott's rewards points and they refused to change Astrid's last name on oh, it. Oh, I had to go through so much shit with Marriott. Oh, yeah. It's I had crazy. To send in all this documentation. Why the fuck do they care? Like, just I don't the know. Name. It's just Marriott reward points. 
It's, somebody earned them. Can't somebody use them? Does it matter what their last name is? I mean, be a little bit more like Delta and let whoever use the points. It doesn't really yeah. matter. But, you know, the story so fascinating to me and the outcome of the survey fascinating to me. But I do think that this is a bit of a misstep. Um, and listen, I'm sure lots of people are being honest about their feelings, but I think they're just thinking about the things that they can't have mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the things that they do have. Um, because sex, I got news for you, in marriage, sex becomes, it's the first most important thing for about the first five years, and then it quickly falls down the line in priority, especially when you have children, financial responsibilities, love and true love and a partnership. It weathers the storm, and part of the storm may be that you have a lull in sex sometimes. That's what happens. That's why there's all these tropes about marriage on comedy television. You know, oh, yeah, I'm married. I haven't had sex in 10 years. Well, mm -hmm. for some people that I know, that's absolutely true. Mm. And... They still love each other. Yeah, but that'd be a other. problem for me. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about for the nymphomaniac, the clinically diagnosed nymphomaniac named Chrissy Hoadley. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a nympho, but I, I'm just stopping. What would you call yourself? <laughs> a sex-crazed animal. That's what's... <laughs> So people's appetites are bigger than others. That's true. I I can sit down and I can eat a whole steak by myself. And some people just want little bitty minced meats. Mm -hmm. That's all they want. Those people tend to be children. But okay, I get the I get the <laughs> comparison. But I, I think it is I think it is something to be considered when you're getting into a long term monogamous relationship or whatever kind of relationship. Is that if you're really committed to this person and you decide to marry them legally or not legally, just decide to live with them in a you know whatever you call it, common law marriage, you should consider the fact that everything is going to ebb and flow. It everything is, is going to have its, ebbs and flows. There's going yeah. to be seasons to every relationship. And one of the seasons might be the sex season. And that season might go away for a minute. And then you might come back to the yeah. sex season. So don't place so much relevance and importance on sex. And, you know, the other thing is, is that this is a kind of contradictory to what we're reading all over the place, which is that kids aren't having sex these days. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't. If they're not having sex, well, well, I guess the younger kids aren't married yet. No, maybe. the younger kids. Are, yeah, that's true. The younger so kids what, aren't married. Was this study that you were reading? Was it just strictly to do with sex, or it was to do with overall in general? You just miss your old single life. Yeah. No. It. It, it was specifically <laughs> the questions that grow were up. asked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> grow up. You made a commitment. Get your dick out of your hands, Go through dude. with it. If it's a toxic situation, get out. That's right. You can't. Yeah. yeah. What are you, a three-year-old whining and complaining <laughs> on the floor that you can't have a blumpkin every five minutes? Come on. Get it together. What do you need, an ass cream cone when you wake up every morning? Yeah. How about every other morning? Right. But, yeah, there's... They didn't. They didn't bring in single people into the conversation. It was just married folks. And the question was, how many partners have you had? And then the other question was, what is your satisfaction level with your current marriage? Mm -hmm. And there was a correlation between dissatisfaction and more lovers, and satisfaction and less lovers. And mm -hmm. I think about less lovers. What does that mean? Is that like less than five? Yeah, less than three. Are I mean, you according Amish? to Ad Adam the Liar, whoever? I mean, he's got like three thousand or whatever. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, what's it, John Anthony? John yeah, Anthony. John Anthony has three thousand plus. Yeah, but I got a feeling that guy is never getting married because there's no woman in their right mind who's going to marry that douchebag. Right. You do one Google search of John Anthony lifestyle, 
And you're not going to find furniture for your bedroom. You're going to find some ass clown that has really bad relationship advice and many, many videos where he's sharing it. I mean, I'm being serious. I know. He's such a douchebag. And so, but I I do wonder, like, what's the cutoff line? I kind of wish I had been part of the study because I kind of wish, what's the cutoff line? What do they consider a lot lot of lovers? What would you consider a lot of lovers? (laughs) I'm not saying, well, how many did you have? I'm saying, how many did you have? I mean, I would, would go consider? with old, uh, what's his name? What did we say his name was? John Anthony. John Anthony. 3, I mean, 000? that's a lot of lovers. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. I would say anything over 10 is probably <laughs> a fair amount of lovers. <laughs> I'd say anything over 30 was a lot. I'd say anything over 50 was many. Anything over 100 is like, what are you doing with all your time? <laughs> are you just walking around fucking people? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's different for each person. Yeah. You know what I was watching the other day? What? This is TLC. making me think of this. TLC. And I was watching this show called Return to Amish, which I've never watched before. I saw before. that promotion for Did that. you? I okay. didn't see it. They've had like four different versions of I see promotions for all this stuff. I don't watch it. You got to watch it. Well, Jeff won't let you. You can go over to my house and no, watch it. No, I can watch it if I want to, but I choose not to. Uh, when I could be watching Below Deck Mediterranean uh, and or watching stuff about Amish people, I'm going Below Deck. Beautiful locations, beautiful people. A little drama. Yeah, but it's in my opinion, it's totally expected for those people to act like complete shit shows because they're spoiled rich brats and people who are working for spoiled rich brats, right? Who I also think are just spoiled rich brats who are working on a yacht. But okay, I get past that. The Amish, <laughs> there's a true like there's some true friction going on. I did there. not get the Amish at all. I don't get it either because here's at all. Let me point out a couple I things guess about it's this. Old tradition? But I don't, I, I don't think get it. Amish comes from like some German it. colony or something. I don't even know. I really just don't get it. I don't get it either. But it depends, and also just like any any religion or community or you know what sect of people, there are communities inside the communities. So just like with Mormons, there are Mormons who adhere to polyamory as a way of life. It's like religious thing for them, and there are many more Mormons who are like you know. Church of Latter-day Saint type Mormons who are just normal Mormons. And they don't take on multiple wives. But with the Amish, there are It's a whole lifestyle of like old-timey stuff. It's it's right? It's a rejection of technology. <laughs> it's a rejection of what they see as dangerous, sinful behavior. And so they tend to work in inside the community. That's true, but yeah, and in some cases that's They make great furniture. They really do make great furniture and butter. I just might have And butter, shared. that's right. But one of the things, one a couple things that I found pretty amazing about this Amish show that I'm watching, which is, you know, take it for with a grain of salt, it's a television show. But this is all about these kids who go out on Roomspringa and or take a sabbatical and go out into the English world and live their lives for a couple of months or whatever. And then they make a decision about whether or not they want to return to Amish. So oh, they call that's it the, nice that they do that. Yeah, and that they offer them that option. Well, it's a tradition. It's called Roomspringer, mm-hmm. right? And they tend to do it like I think when they're eighteen years old, they go on a year, you know, hey, how you But then doesn't the, the family completely cut them off? Completely or shun them. God. Yeah, it's called shunning. And they get shunned. And depending on which Amish sect you're in, you can really be shunned like for life, and so can the family if one of the kids decides to leave. Well, and why go are they to giving the people English the option? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't claim so to know everything. Be I know. Once you choose yeah. the other, have a great time, son. <laughs> yeah, go make your choice. Yeah. it's for life. We'll be here <laughs> making no money because we're shunned from the community. But go get your dick wet, son. Go balls deep. <laughs> 
But what surprised me about the Amish community is, first of all, in this show, at least, one of the ladies in the show, like this older, they call her granny, this older (laughs) Amish lady lives in the English world, but she's still Amish. She still wears, you know, the traditional clothing and all that other stuff. But they go out boozing every night. They have sex, uh, premarital sex, all the time. It's not something that's necessarily... Granny does. The kids do. (laughs) Whether they're in the community or out of the community, they all have sex. It and this lady has a house in Pennsylvania. She's got one in Iowa. She's got one down in Miami. This girl's got like a little real estate like fiefdom going on down there, and they live in like a beach town. So she's not really Amish then. She's Amish, what? but she's like rich Amish, I suppose. <laughs> you know, there's always one in every Is she crowd. Shunned? Uh, I, I I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the episodes to know if she's a shunned, if she's a shunner or a shunned. I don't know. <laughs> But I do know that these younger kids, they just, when they go out into the English world, these guys are picking up the hot-ass women down in Miami. These girls love the Amish guys. Yeah, you go wild. All these girls in the club, they like, they're attracted to these Amish guys that are wearing this traditional Amish garb, and they just like swarm them. Now, they also have a TV crew around them, so, you know. (laughs) There's that, and then there's also kind of like the allure of like, you know, taboo. Taboo. Yeah, turning somebody another way. That's right. Yeah. Little do they know that this guy's <laughs> already been fucking since he was like 13 years old. Right. You know, they have this impression that yes. he's just like a virgin right. territory. <laughs> but meanwhile, he's got seven different types of STDs and he's never going to the doctor. So he's not had it fixed, which they said on the show is a real problem that a lot of the women in the community have STDs that they pass around because they don't go to traditional doctors. They don't see traditional doctors and get traditional medicine because they see it as an evil. So... <laughs> Sounds fun. I know it sounds like this sounds completely like your brain just gets all twisted up. Not to mention, there's got to be some bit of inbreeding that's going on when you're just marrying into the community Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Don't know that to be true, but I'm just thinking to myself. Number two. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know a lot of people that are like, hey, I'm going to go be Amish. So to get fresh meat into the, the, the ring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seems uh, hard. Hey, uh, Bob, uh, it's me, Brian. Why are you talking so weird, Brian? Because I'm uh, becoming a part of the Amish, and I'd like to join your community. Wait, uh, let me ask you a separate question. You want to become part of Amish community for what reason? Oh, the pussy, really? And let's just face it, you guys need some new sperm up in that genetic pool. You know what I'm saying? Let me come around, I'll have sex with all the girls, and... You know, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to drink a Bud Light and keep my iPhone with me and uh, occasionally smoke the wacky tobacco. Oh, no, we let the kids do that all the time. It's called the Room Springer. It's usually for 18-year-olds. What about 40-somethings? Can I go on, you know, like Old Springer? <laughs> Is there an Old Springer? I know I'm not Room Springer, but can I go, you know, Jerry Springer? <laughs> I'd like to go Jerry Springer up in there. So I thought that it was just fascinating to me to watch this little snippet of this life and how they live it inside and outside the community. One girl fell in love with a guy who was Amish, but he left to go be part of the English community. And this guy is missing his entire upper lip. He had like a horrible accident when he was a kid. He drank a bunch of bleach and he got all these burns on his face and they didn't take him to the doctor. Oh, because that's not what they do. So he was not allowed to get plastic surgery to fix it, blah, 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 blah. So now he's got a real disfiguration. But, and I can see this, like if you get past the whole mouth thing, the guy's kind of a handsome dude. Mm-hmm. And he's very nice, at least on the show. He's presented very nice. I'm sorry. 
Wow. So okay. this girl falls in love with him. This other Amish girl falls in love with him. And he says, you know, listen, if you're going to be with me, you got to go into the English world because I'm not Amish. So mm. it's so called she, the English world. That's what they refer to it as okay. the English world, which is completely wrong <laughs> verbiage, but okay, whatever. So she then goes to her parents. She makes the decision that she loves this guy. His name is Daniel. And she's going to go tell her parents, I'm leaving the Amish world to go in the English world with Daniel. So she goes in, cameras aren't allowed, but she's got her microphone on and her parents instantaneously shun her. Her mm. mom is like, oh, really? Okay, don't even put your bag down. Turn around, leave. You're shunned. And then she walks Cold. outside and talks to the camera and she's like sobbing. She's like, they're my family. I love them. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, just because the kid wants to go have a little extended room springer, you're going to, you know, that is cold. fucking shun her. It's really terrible. The good news is about this particular soliloquy that Brian's been on is that <laughs> I'm never going to lose any of my Amish listeners <laughs> because they're not listening anyway. Oh, so they're not. They don't, they're not allowed to. I'm surprised this community is letting TV crews into it, but whatever. Yeah, it's listen. TLC. They, yeah, I mean, they worm their way into every little crevice. Yeah, of, that's right. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Communities. Media in general does that. And TLC is certainly <laughs> finding its little, it's finding a little niche of fucked up human beings to follow. And I thought the same thing when I saw the show. I was like, wait a second. If the Amish are completely opposed to technology, like they won't even turn on a nightlight at you know in the yeah. evening to make sure they don't bump their heads on the walls, <laughs> then why are they letting a television camera follow them around? Multiple television cameras. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, they probably found the loosey goosey Amish community. You know, the guy, they the, did, yeah, the ones who have a Verizon store right now, you know, <laughs> right down the street for them. I think they're next door to like the land where Monster Hunters is filmed. That's true. Yes. <laughs> So East West Kentucky, as we've learned. East West Kentucky is where all the cryptid things happen. Cryptids. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna review that in an upcoming show. The crypt the world of cryptids. Cryptids. But while we were talking about Amish, it made me think of like people who have made extreme religious decisions from one swing to the other, from one from the people left to do the right. That. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And I found the story of a young man, and it, I found this story mainly because he's the one out there telling it all the time. <laughs> I found this story, I mean, mainly because he's the one who can't stop talking about himself. But I found this story of a former famous porn star who has become a preacher. Oh. And if you're willing to listen, he's willing to tell you. And I thought that I would. Oh, it's uh, a guy. It's a guy. Okay. So I thought that we would review one of his uh, you know, one of his, I don't know what you call it, like appearances on one of these vodcasts where he explains how he went from porn star to preacher. You want to hear about it? I would love to. TCB. Hey you, guess you, I hate to interrupt all the fun, but I just want to remind you that tcbpodcast.com is where you find all the audio and the video, plus you can contact us to get your free 21 EPM sticker. Just go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button, tell us you want a sticker, drop us your address, and off we go. Plus, you can write to us at 855-TCB-8383, that's 1-855-TCB-8383. For all of our international listeners, we'll pick up the toll, go ahead and text us. 
If you have comments, questions, concerns, content ideas, we're taking them all at 855-TCB-8383. If you want to view the commercial break in a whole new light, go to youtube.com slash the commercial break to see the fully edited episodes. You'll love it or your money back, I promise. While you're at it, hit us up on Instagram at the commercial break and TCB live on TikTok. So let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break. So without further ado, and on the back of our Amish conversation, (laughs) I found a former porn star, now a preacher, online, because I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. Let's take a listen. There we go. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I grew up uh, without having a relationship with my father. That was tough. And through that, I saw... I, I found out I had a massive dick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this guy looks like a porn star, by the way. He doesn't. And it showed the very beginning of him just kind of looking off. Yeah, looking the, forlorn off in the right, corner. I'm looking, the sky. For, I'm looking for my savior. <laughs> Tension. And uh, I started modeling when I was 15 or 16. And all of a sudden, I was getting positive reinforcement from places that... I, I normally didn't, and uh, and I like I like the way that felt. So I said, let me combine one feeling that's really good with another feeling that's really good, and that's me rubbing myself off at night. And then I learned that's called masturbation, and I can make money doing it. I, honestly, I, I was like, if if I am successful in any type of genre of of film or theater, I would be loved. So I took my 50 bucks and <laughs> I, I, I went to California and I spent almost every cent I had. And then all of a sudden, well, 50, oh, 50 bucks? Go what are you doing? What? <laughs> what? That's not what I expected to hear. I took $50 million and I spent almost every dime trying to make it as a porn star. You spent $50? What yeah. was that? A burger at In-N-Out? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I don't have any money. <laughs> and uh, I got a job at a uh, like a steakhouse, it was like a steakhouse slash bar in Los Angeles. That so, also happened to be a, a dick show. <laughs> and they had Chianti Classico. <laughs> that Chianti Classico. When they, when they asked for the old 69er, you know, that 69-ounce piece right. of meat, they asked for the old 69er, I found out quickly it wasn't meat that they were looking for. Not that oh, kind of meat. Yeah, yeah, not that kind of meat. After working in that restaurant for a few months, I met a girls that were sitting at a table and they uh they were all dressed very provocatively they said you should uh you should do movies i was like oh yeah actually uh i am no one trying to be an no actor. one no ever one in- said that out in california <laughs> working at a bar yeah. <laughs> no waiter or waitress has ever heard those words before he, he must have gone what luck it's my day you should yeah. do movies He's got he's got the reverse casting couch going on here. It's usually some creepy guy that's asking some young bartender, "You should do movies. Come to my house, and I'll we'll review a couple scripts that I haven't written yet." This and that, and uh, they're like, "No, um, adult movies." And I was like, "What? What do you mean? R-rated? And, wait, what do you mean? You R-rated movie? I'm gonna get paid to fuck you, girls." <laughs> Later, guys. I've been yeah. nice working at the steakhouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for the 50 bucks. I'll talk to you guys later. You know, 
I got to be real honest. I think I've seen this guy in a porn movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. My dick is getting hard a little bit. <laughs> I think that's an indicator that... <laughs> <laughs> that's not workplace harassment when you work at the commercial break, by the no. way. Don't write me. No. I don't want to hear about it. No. Chrissy has signed paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> They're like having you know, sex on camera. Actually, given Chrissy's sexual appetite, I had to sign paperwork. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. It, it, my, my instinct reaction was like, wow, you know, that's, that's awesome. So they gave me their information. It was to, to meet with their agent. So I, I met with that agent. He's like, if you can do it, then you'll be very successful. You know, If you can do it, and then you can become a preacher, then we can make a really cool YouTube video yep. with some really sad music behind it and make you look like a total stud. Mm-hmm. You'll have a reinvention twice. And then you're going to run for president and probably win. <laughs> That's true. Praise, yeah. Praise. Praise. You know, you, you, you'll be great. You'll be amazing. Just do it. Just do it. I was like, well, you know, if I just do one, it'll be okay. I showed up and I was terrified and everyone's like, don't worry about it. Just take this pill. You'll be able to perform you'll be able to do it and i did boy did i boy ever. did i i said you just taking one boom. or how many you taking <laughs> if i was in those porn movies they'd have to <laughs> shoot my cock up because i don't think i'd be able to get it up with a cameraman and all that stuff fluffer and all that shit yeah, at least it's a weird yeah i mean honestly yeah. i don't watch a lot of porn movies and i think i've said this on the show before because i think it ruins your idea of i'm just not all that interested in porn movies mm-hmm. Pictures are more my thing, mm-hmm. right? Sexy images are more my thing. And I, maybe it's just like the time that I grew up. It, we didn't have yeah. access to like actual action. You had to look at it. So maybe my sexual preferences are tailored or are, I don't know, they're a reflection of how I grew up and what I kind of materials that I had access to, mainly the Sears catalog. So I, <laughs> you know... But if you put yeah, me in a room, to be said for those old, you know, the magazines. Oh yeah, yes. what happened to FHM Sexy. and Victoria's Secret catalogs and the good old Playboy, where they showed you just enough to get you uh, there? But Pornhub, yeah, uh, now Pornhub, yeah, <laughs> that's what here uh, prolapse fisting, uh, you know, squirter all over the. <laughs> it's like the craziest stuff. Hamster goes down on squirter. It's like, yeah, there's anything and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna keep my kids away from that as long as possible. Matthias is now four. He'll probably find porn when he's six. Yes. <laughs> and that changed the rest of my life. I mean, it's all over Twitter. Like, even if somebody's on Twitter, you can just find porn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With, right. Well, Twitter's going to head that way anyway. It's just going to be a porn. It's been like porn that, hub yeah. pretty soon. This music is way over dramatic for the story that he's telling. <laughs> it's not, his story is not that dramatic. They at least have done a little yeah. boon chicka boop. I didn't have a relationship with my father. Yeah, join when, half of the world yeah. who didn't have a relationship with I, their well, father. Yeah. yeah, number one. Number two, you came to Los Angeles with $50. <laughs> join 90% of the people working in Los Angeles right now. And number three, you got asked to do porn movies with sexy hot girls. <laughs> I'm fucking hot girls for a living. All I remembered about it was nothing that what I did, just the environment around me. I didn't have a conversation with the girl. I didn't know her name. We, we never even made eye contact. I felt No, they don't want those guys dirty. to talk. No, fuck no. no. It's a job. Yeah. You know, I understand. <laughs> like, 
I don't care how hard you try. I'm sure that there is a part of you that has to, I don't care how into it you are. There's a part of you that has to disassociate yes. a little bit from those scenes because it's take after take. You have to ramjack for hours. You know, they right. need different angles. It's like a real movie, only you actually <laughs> are inside of somebody. Yes. That's kind of hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the hard camera guy yeah, directing me to do stuff while I, was, while I was doing that. It just, it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like it truly happened. And then some of my friends saw it. I was embarrassed, even though they were like, you know, dude, that's so cool. And then I thought, you know, if if, if these people can see it, probably some of my friends saw it. My... Well, I mean, did you tell? Were you how the one your, that showed yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> how did your friends find yeah. your porn video in a sea of porn videos? <laughs> exactly. I have a feeling that. Somebody told them. Somebody let the cat out of the bag. He's telling this story like this now because, of course, he's a preacher and he has to make it sound like he was dragged into this, right? But, and listen, I'm not downplaying the guy's experience. Whatever experience was is what it was. I'm just, from an outside observer, it feels just a little disingenuous to say, well, then my friends found it. How did they find it? Because you posted it all over your Twitter, probably. Look at what I'm doing, fucking hot girls. Because I was 18 once and I know what that's like, okay? And then, and just thinking about embarrassing my mom was tough. Should have thought about but that, that before. Yeah, when you're I like, mean, you just thought about that after it came out. Yeah, they offered you the job. <laughs> they started giving you medication to help with your boners. The lights were on. Yeah. The cameras were on. Did you not think <laughs> yeah. at that moment, like, <laughs> hey, mom? Real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom. Remember how you wanted me to be a doctor? I'm a pussy doctor now. <laughs> Right. Even that, I justified it. I've already did one, so what's the difference if I do another one? And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I've done a few. And, and then I'm, all of a sudden, I'm the most prolific porn star that ever lived. <laughs> I'm winning AVN yeah, awards. I, oh, yeah. He did, by the way. I looked <laughs> oh, it up. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> I think thou does protest a little too yeah. much. Yeah. You know, three or $4,000 in less than a month. And then all of a sudden, I was doing... 20 a month and my family did find out yeah of course they did <laughs> of course they did because you're posting it on your twitter well, sending it to your I friends mean, all of a sudden you've got a ton of money and you're making all of these yeah and your friends know yeah it's got to get back to your parents and your boner never goes down not even at thanksgiving yeah. dinner because you're all <laughs> exactly. pumped up full of dick drugs <laughs> <laughs> Hey, John, I don't want to be uh, rude, and I know it's been a long time since we talked about your penis, but as your mother, I have to ask, why are you so hard all the time? It's my job, Mom. I pound pussy for a living. And I still didn't stop. I became this person I didn't even know. And the more I was willing to care less about myself, the more I was willing to do. And next thing I knew, I'd, I'd done a thousand movies. I'm crying. Jesus my- Christ! <laughs> what? Listen, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And I have no idea what the porn industry is like. So I'm not here to tell anybody what the porn industry is like. And I know that there must be sleazy, shitty, fucking fucked up things that happen in that business. But it's 2023. So I'm imagining you were doing these in 2015. And even back then, 
porn stars are perfectly acceptable human beings. Absolutely. It's not like, yeah, it's not yeah. like you went and murdered people and I then know. you were embarrassed about it. You had sex on camera. Yeah. You chose to do that. Exactly. A thousand times. <laughs> I know. Like, own it. Yeah, own it. I was a porn star. Now, I won awards. Yeah, now I got old. My dick doesn't work the right. same. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm going to be a preacher. I had to figure out how to cover that $40,000 a month I was working. And I figured, what better scam than preacher? <laughs> Up to sleep. Paid every time for I housing. Paid for housing. I mean, car, food, bread, food. wine. Yeah, bread, wine, <laughs> pussy. It's all there for you. Just Talk ask food. our, yeah. just ask our prosperity preachers. Yeah, just ask Carl or anybody else who yeah. has been caught up in some sex scandal, and it seems like they all have. Shower, and I, I, I couldn't get clean enough because I couldn't wash off the hurt. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> fucking traumatic. <laughs> He's in the shower. Yeah. Water's running down his face. Well, do you know what I'm imagining? Is that he's part of one of those newfangled Christian churches where they have mm-hmm. the band and the coffee shop and a roller coaster outside, yep. you know, the whole nine yards mm-hmm. to attract people to come and spend a lot of time there and spend a lot of money. And this is probably playing on the, this is probably a movie made or a short vignette made for the big I screen bet at the church. You're right. Yeah. It's his confession. Yes. He has to explain himself. <laughs> I sinned. So rather than tell you I really enjoyed it, it was a great time in my life, and now I need a new job, I'm going to make a movie where they film me in the shower. All that embarrassment over being naked on camera. So now I'm going to be naked in front of this camera, and I'm going to play it for the church. He's in the shower. What kind of fucking movie is this? And I truly believed at that point that I didn't matter. And that that went on for... You know, well over five years. And I was going to deposit a check, and the teller looked at me and said, Joshua, is there anything else I can do for you? And I said, yeah, <laughs> give me a blumpkin. <laughs> I said, my dick's still hard from the photo, from the last shoot I did five years ago. Could you just get me off one time? <laughs> I was depositing a check, and the teller looks at me. It's the first time I, ho- I heard my name. That was the Oops, first time I, he heard well his name? Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm replaying. Wouldn't the casting people call and say, hey, is this Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Joshua, I think is what she said. Oh. But, you know, for dramatic effect, right. he's saying, it's the first time I'd heard my name in five years. And the teller looked at me and said, Joshua, is there anything else I can do for you? That was the first time I, ho- I heard my name in a long time. And I just lost it. And I went home and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, what have I done? Well, I changed my name to Josh. It's always been Joshua. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done with my life? I haven't been home in two Christmases. I wasn't taking care of my mom. I wasn't taking care of my brother. So I, I, I called the director and told him that I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cool. Call the next guy uh, on the list. <laughs> What was your name again? Yeah. Joshua. Joshua. Well, I don't know any Joshua, but we do have a Josh that works here. Josh, is that you? Who is this? Say my name. Josh. Joshua. Okay, dude, you're being weird, and I don't care if you show up, because uh, I'll just take your place. Yeah. I've got another guy waiting. Yeah, i got another guy waiting. I can get my own dick hard. Don't worry about it. You're cool. So that's what I did. I ran. I ran for my life. 
I moved to North Carolina. I ran. I ran all the way to North Carolina like Forrest Gump. And I run so far <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> and I run. I run so far away. I get and get away. I'm not doing no more porn movies. <laughs> Every night, I would, have, I would have dreams of the things I did. So even though I, I, I wasn't doing anything oh, A good anymore, psychiatrist will help with was, that. Yeah, go to the therapist, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need this whole confessional video. <laughs> if they did my confessional video, it'd be like three times as long and way more dramatic. You know, just tucked away. Wasn't dealt with. The last thing I wanted to do was face what I did. And I'd ruined my relationship with my family. My mom, anytime I reached out to her, she's like, I, I, I love you no matter what. It hurt so bad. Doesn't sound like it was ruined then. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ruined. Every time I reach out to mom, she say, "I'd love you no matter what." Yeah, but I think I mean I don't want to I don't want to claim to know what's in this guy's head or 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 even what the purpose of the video is, but <laughs> because I don't fucking know, I don't care, I really don't. But this just sounds like you had a you had a a job that other people were embarrassed, other people felt judged you for, oh. and then you walked into the most judgmental place on earth, which is church. And then they were like, wait, you were a fucking porn star? And he's got to find a way to tape. make it sound like it was so miserable. And now that I found Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, now everything's better. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, I think he's just pining for the camera like he used to. For her to say no matter what, because I knew I embarrassed her. And then I met someone else. When I met Hope, I was like, like even though she likes me, like she doesn't, she doesn't know what I've done. I was like, yes, now we can finally start doing some of those streaming channels I've been looking to make money on. <laughs> you know the kind where you just pop on Chatterbait, where you pop on and they're live fucking each other. <laughs> There's no way that she could accept me for who I am. She asked me if I believe in God, and I said yes. And after she asked me that, I felt like I had to tell her something. I did pornography for, you know, over five years. And she looked me in the face and said, that's not who you are. God forgave you for that. Why can't I? I was like, wow. That's, that's what's being Christian. She had a big Christian. smile. Yeah, she had a big <laughs> smile. And she said, that's not who you are. And don't tell my parents. <laughs> Next, let me see your dick. Yeah, now... <laughs> Let's put some of that experience to good use. Take this pill. How <laughs> some of that? Yeah. So not not long after that, together, we went to Hope. And when I walked, her you met her name was Hope, Hope and, and then, then you went to the Hope, Hope Church. Church? Huh. Oh, we were we were sit we were sitting there, and Mike's talking straight to me, and he's like, "No, no matter how broken you are." It's never too late. And I believe that. My whole life changed. Here I am, so undeserving that he stooped down, he picked me up, and he brushed me off. And I was clean. It was like it was never happened in his eyes. Okay, let me point this out, because I, I, this really drives me crazy about religion. That he in some way was a broken, empty, undeserving man because of choices that he made as an adult to make money and provide for himself and follow, you know, somewhat of his dream. Maybe it wasn't a perfect dream, but hey, listen, you got it. You got it. Use it. it why, why should someone feel undeserving 
because in the eyes of someone else, that's not good enough. That's not the right thing to do. That We shouldn't be doing this. not illegal. He didn't hurt anybody. He's just going around having sex with people on camera for money. Is it everybody's choice? No. Do you want your son or daughter to end up being a porn star? I don't know. Maybe some people do. Maybe some people don't. According to the search history on Pornhub, (laughs) a lot of people do want their daughters to do porn, (laughs) but especially their stepdaughters. But I think the problem with this type of think, this type of mentality is that we put people down for what we perceive they should do. But the truth is, this dude isn't broken. He just, he was young, he was dumb, he was full of cum, and he decided to get paid (laughs) for it. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You're not broken or undeserving, bro. And you don't need church to tell you that you're anything better than you already know that you are, which is a perfectly healthy Happy, worthwhile human being. Strapping man. Strapping on young man. (laughs) You're a perfectly happy strap on young man. Look at Chrissy getting all excited. (laughs) She's finding a way to get over to that Hope Church. Her and Jeff are going to have a foursome with Hope, Hope, and Johnny B. Good, or whatever his name is. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, each to their own, and if it made him feel better about himself, okay. Listen, if church makes you feel better about yourself, great. Yep. I'd say go for it. Uh, what an amazing turnaround for that young man. <laughs> I don't think he should be embarrassed about his past. I think he should be embrace it and say, with it. hey, it was part of my life. Yeah. yeah. Like my kids are going to ask me about the commercial break. Yes. Yes. We're going to have to own I'm going to be a preacher one day, too, with a sad video. <laughs> they told me I was going to make money. <laughs> Someone told me I was going to be a millionaire. <laughs> so I made a series of increasingly bad decisions. Over five years. Over five years. <laughs> and when I was finally broke and left with nothing, <laughs> I decided to... I met Hope. Not the actual person. I mean Hope. Hope. You know, Hope. The most expensive thing in a strip club. Hope. Hope. Oh, man. All right. CCBpodcast.com. That's where you go to find out more about Christy and I. Read all the show notes, all the audio, and all the video. It's right there. You don't have to leave the website. You can listen to it all, watch it all, all that good stuff. And 21 EPM stickers. We're giving them away for free to you. We'd be happy to send you one. We send out a big bulk of them every week. So get on the list. Send Astrid an email. Go to the website, TCBpodcast.com. Hit the Contact Us button. Tell us you want the sticker and send us your physical address. We will send you a sticker and probably some other goodies. Also, we'd like you to text us at 855-TCB-8383, 1-855-TCB-8383, toll-free from anywhere in the world. We'll pick up the charges. We want to hear your content ideas, questions, comments, concerns, anything you got to tell us, tell us over there on TCB-855-TCB-8383. Eight, eight, <laughs> eight, at the commercial break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break fully edited episodes every time they air here on the audio feed go check it out subscribe please do us a favor do us that one favor go to youtube and subscribe to the channel all right chrissy as you can hear by my voice i think that's all we can do for today so brian so i love you i love you best to you best to you best to you out there in the podcast universe until next time chrissy and i always say we do say and we must say goodbye. goodbye